Welcome to a special edition episode of Writers Inc. with Hugh Howey. Join us as we chronicle the journey of Wolf from international best-selling novel to streaming sensation. All right, live from London. What's up, man? Give me the update. What's up, Jay? Well, what do you want to know? I'll, <laughs> I'll try to figure out what I can say and can't say. I, um, someone on set told me the other day that a whole bunch of people uh, who uh, work on set listened to the last one. So Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, you've got some got some fans among the set are trying to figure out what the scuttlebutt is, uh, or at least at least what my opinion of it all is. But uh, so uh, I don't know what I can get in trouble for talking about, but I'll I'll try to pick my words carefully and say as much as I can. Yeah, fair enough. What, why don't you start by giving us um, sort of the overall uh, impression of what it's like to walk onto this movie set that that has come from literally your head? Yeah. Uh, I figured the first time would be like a kind of, you know, a nuclear bomb in, in my skull. And I would only have fragments of my uh, consciousness uh, left over afterward. And that subsequent visits would have very little uh, impact on me. But this week has been um, probably the wildest uh, since I started writing, um, what, 12 years ago. Like it's just the the culmination of so many um, dreams that I haven't really let myself uh, believe or feel. You know, like you don't want to like when the before I even did a publishing deal with Wool, I'd done a film deal with Ridley Scott, Twentieth Century Fox, and visited those sets and worked with um, amazing writers and directors to to work on adapting that. But the whole time I was doing it, I knew it would never happen. And the entire time we were pushing this forward, I, I never let myself believe it could happen. And somehow visiting the set last time, like I was like, okay, we're going to make a TV show here. Even though um, we, the last time I was here, I was supposed to be here for the first day of shooting. And the uh, lead director had a, um, uh, a conflict, a little um, uh, problem with the schedule. So we had to push that back. So I ended up seeing some on camera tests and some costuming and met a lot of the uh cast and crew um but we didn't start filming and even though you could see the sets being built you know what's been invested in how many people working on it there's a part of you that thinks uh yeah it's, it's possible that this none of this is real and uh i mean literally like two days before the first day of shooting we pushed everything back so uh i and i've, I've had a, a friend who got really really close to principal photography before and had a delay and nothing ever got made. But, you know, this time, not only watching stuff get made, but watching the dailies from what's been shot already and seeing, uh, man, I, some of the, some of the stuff they filmed in the last week, uh, you know, are, are going to be used for the trailer. Like, it's just like the money shots and um, it, it, these characters have come to life and now they exist on film the the sets are so much more further along than when I was here. Like one of the biggest sets uh, was still a lot of like um, raw steel and I beams and just uh, the stairs just getting put in and plywood. And now it's it's all clad and colored and finished and monstrous. Like I cannot tell you. Well, so the only way I can maybe um, um, the the impression that I trust or the impressions of the other of the people working on set who worked on other stuff they've worked on star wars and game of thrones and 
you know, the, the great and the crown and um, film and TV, like you just can't, can't imagine. Cause they went and just got the best of the best. Like one, one of the second directors has done uh, episodes of Watchmen like house and just, you know, top notch stuff. And this is like, uh, you know, our, our second director, our third director is like one awards. Our, our primary director is just, uh, which I think he's been announced, so I can um, talk about him a little bit. But Martin Tilden, who's directed the Imitation Game and has done, you know, um, uh, I think a Bond movie, and uh, we're getting people doing a TV show that uh, are used to doing, you know, major blockbuster uh, features. So, and that's across the board. Like our art director, um, who's you know, like cut his teeth on Star Wars and has done you know, Game of Thrones type uh, stuff. And, and I bring all that up because like everyone working that I've talked to says they've never been on anything like this or this big or this involved or this exciting. Um, and that's been really humbling because A, you, I never thought I'd get anything made. And now realizing uh, I'll definitely never, ever have an opportunity like this again. <laughs> like I could have every one of my works adapted you know, like in Stephen King style the rest of my life. And I'll never see anything like, like this show with this, this budget and this cast and this crew and this level of commitment. Um, because, you know, the, these industry veterans have done everything are all just walking around going like, this is bonkers. How, how beautiful these sets are. Uh, today we walked around a set that, um, so I didn't I didn't see this one at all last time. It was only kind of in in uh, its early. Uh, well, it, it was it had been worked on for about a month, but uh, they spent the last uh, six weeks or so just really building this thing out. And it is, uh, I was transported into the book. Like um, I was like down in mechanical and in the generator room and in the control room, and uh, it's. It's, 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 you know, not CGI, it's practical. They built this thing that is, would swallow, you know, uh, a hotel, basically. It's just incredible how big, how big this stuff is. And uh, today we were walking around the set with the, the um, director and the, um, the uh, DP and uh, Rebecca, our, our star, Juliet and walking through some of the action sequences and how things are going to play out and, and also going through the way the characters can be introduced in the first shot. And um, man, I, it's going to be special. Like I haven't let myself even believe this is going to be good. Uh, be, you know, I, I started to think maybe it would get made. Then I said, well, uh, you know, it'll be mediocre. It'll just be a normal show. Don't get it. Don't think it's going to be, uh, a, a decent show, but everything I'm seeing that we're capturing on camera and these sets and the people involved, I think this is going to be something pretty special. And that's, that's almost terrifying because I don't want to let myself believe anything good. So that's the state I'm in right now, like walked off set today uh, with several people who've been involved in a lot of amazing stuff, just looking at me and going like, wow, I've got goosebumps. Like this is going to be sick. And us looking at dailies and watching takes. There's a couple of takes uh, yesterday um, with just uh, Rebecca 
you know, holding, holding a look on camera and we all were just getting goosebumps, like professionals, people, you know, the director just turned around looking at us, like, did anybody else see that? And all of us just shaking our heads. Wow. And that's not even getting into the stuff that's been shot already for the first episode, which I think is going to be so emotionally intense. I just don't think viewers are ready for this. Like I, I, I don't, Man, I, I, to hear me say anything positive doesn't doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth because I'm just like the most low key pessimistic person about all this stuff. Um, but uh, I I know what's happening. I've you know been a part of the the writing of this uh, season, and I know all the plot beats. And we've broken this down. I've read every script many, many times and given notes on all of them. I know it's going to happen in every scene. And I'm watching, uh, I'm watching it on camera, and I'm like crying, not because I'm emotionally invested in this project, but because what these actors are doing and feeding off of each other is it's insane. Like I, and I've been on other sets. I've seen stuff like this. So I, um, all I can say is like, this is, uh, it's scary to think that this could actually be something uh, uh, as good as it appears it could be. Cause I, I don't even want to let myself think along those lines, but I am. You almost seem like you're in this dreamlike state right now. Well, I'm definitely babbling. Cause I have so much I want to say. And I'm also like censoring everything at the same time. But uh, this has definitely been like maybe the most uh, rewarding week of my professional career in a lot, a lot of ways. And it also because, you know, just having dinner with my Random House um, publisher and editor, the, the first publisher I ever did a, an English language deal with before I signed with any publisher in the States um, because the deals were just awful. I, um did a, this amazing deal with Random House here in the UK where it allowed me to like get a feel for what it'd be like to publish with a major publishing house, the major publishing house in the world. And they did an amazing job. And, um, and the, the excitement that they still have here. I mean, the book, what's crazy is I like just was walking back to the hotel and popped into a bookstore and there's, you know, like 12 copies of, of various books on the shelf that, that, you know, still selling 10 years later. So I'm very grateful about that, but the publishers like, you know, ha they haven't seen the enthusiasm flag for a book that should have been a flash in a pan. And, you know, they, they, they want to give it like, you know, just a new big push because it's, we're coming up on like a 10 year anniversary for our deal. We've got this TV. So it's not just like the TV show, but like so many uh, emotions and memories about what London has meant to me uh, the first place I landed and, and walked into a bookstore and saw my books on display it was here. And um, so it's very fitting. I think that this uh, TV show is being made here. And, is that happenstance um, that that happened? Is that just luck? Yeah. Pure coincidence because it was, you know, Apple and AMC decided where to shoot this. Uh, London's becoming quite a hotspot for, for making um, TV and film, but uh, yeah, yeah. Dumb, dumb luck that it's, um, no, you know, but if it had been, uh, I see patterns and we all do this, but if it had been filmed anywhere else, I'm sure I would have a memory there from my <laughs> book tours, but this really is like, uh, a special town and a special, um, country and a lot of special relationships. And, um, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's really, uh, and then we're talking a long time before, you know, you and I can even talk about whether or not the show's any good before it's on the air. But um, I'm just going to soak up the next what year and a half or whatever uh, until we find out. Yeah. I'm going to be nervous. I would, well, I'll have seen a cut before it airs. So I'll know if it's, if it's good or not. But the, um, the first time I, I watch a, the first full episode, I'm just going to be a, a, a wreck. I think. <laughs> have you thought about how or where you might do that? Well, I, I, if they, if they'll send me, you know, once we get a, an edit together, um, I'll come screen it uh here in la wherever wherever i can but uh if they send me send it to me i'll i'll watch it at, at home um but uh where you know the night that it goes live the first time i've got a lot of time to think about that but uh would definitely love to be surrounded by as many friends and family as possible and if, if it's if there's a way to get a lot of fans involved uh even better um but uh you know maybe we go invade one of these uh, abandoned silos somewhere in the Midwest and have a, have an overnight like uh jamboree, just everybody bring their sleeping bags and pajamas and uh, rig a projector up and try to get like a thousand people together to see this. Where can uh, I sign but up if for it's, that right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I would love that. I've got, I've got quite a few friends who are like crazy in a, in a way that they would like, really chip in and help support an effort to, to make yeah. that happen. Yeah. But if we set that up and like, if only 10 people showed up, like <laughs> the fewer, the the fewer, the more epic that uh, story would be, I think. <laughs> tell me, uh, uh, tell me what you can, as far as the, 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 uh, the shooting, is this in a, uh, is it in a warehouse? Is it, did they build this out in the country somewhere? G- give me just some context of, of the, the scope of the set. Yeah, so uh, sets are really hard to find right now because um, there hasn't been a rotating door of productions. Instead, there's been a complete uh, stoppage for so long. And then everything kind of started back in a very small window. And a lot of writing uh, was suspended. A lot of new writing was done. And a lot of things wanted to go into production at the same time. So, and I've seen this before with a couple of other uh, projects where um you know as authors we're like just make my thing we think that there's empty uh warehouses in l in hollywood and they're just waiting for your uh green light and then they're just gonna film it on that same lot and what i've seen with several projects now is that a big part of the production process is trying to figure out where you're going to film this um and it's all over the world now because so much content is being made uh, so for this, uh, there were no sets big enough to house this. And so we had to go build basically a new studio just for this show. Uh, and that doesn't mean, you know, that we're guaranteed many seasons of this. Uh, there's things can be taken down just as quickly as they're built. Um, so, you know, uh, something can happen and we only get one season and, and these amazing massive sets are, uh, disassembled and, and demolished but uh they they found uh an old industrial well an in use actually industrial space where some where manufacturing was going on and leased the place moved all the material out and then went in and started building but uh this main studio is not big enough for all the sets so there's actually four there's five locations uh four big indoor locations and one outdoor that uh won't be used a ton but um 
those uh, uh, of those four, one is the main one. We've got a lot of sets, and then another one has another very very large set in it. Just quite a bit of moving around. But uh, at, at some point, there'll be two independent um, uh, crews working at the same time, like oh. two directors, two two of everybody, like getting footage uh, simultaneously. And it might even get to the point where there's uh, three crews filming at the same time. Wow. So th- that's another thing. Like everyone, everyone I've talked to, if, you know, they just say like, this isn't, we're not doing TV. Um, this is feature film the way everything's been handled the way the uh the way the set is operating is the way you would like a major um feature film for instance if if we're trying to get a scene you know with two characters you don't just do like uh five or six takes with the camera set up um there you'll do you know six to ten takes move the cameras to another position, six to 10 takes, move them to another position, six to 10 takes. And um, the, the amount of nuance they're going after instead of just knowing it's good enough and cut print, it's, it's um, yeah, let's get, get more material and something a little different. You'll spend all morning, like four or five hours uh, recording all these different uh, versions of a minute and a half conversation, if that. Uh, so, because when I saw that, I was like, "Is this normal?" Because this, I've <laughs> been on other sets where it's things you're getting a lot uh, more material down in a uh, same period of time, and I was like, "It seems like uh, we're not moving along, you know, quickly enough. Like uh, that we're sticking with this scene so long." And they're like, "No, this is this is it. This is how you operate at this level." And um, yeah, a lot of conversations like that on set this last week that have kind of clued me into the the scale of the quality of what is uh going on here do you have any sense of the proportion of practical uh stunts versus cgi is cgi going to play any role in this at all yeah see there'll definitely be some cgi because uh you know the silo is massive we can't build the whole thing um nobody could really um but uh we've built enough levels that you can then extend it and one of the cold demos uh, this week, I uh, think you could say I went down deep and look up to the top and barely see the top. And uh, I have to say, like, um, there's lots of ways to try to feel immersed in this world and make it feel real. But this was the first time that you actually, with your eyes, could sense the depth and scale of the entire silo. And as someone who's been writing in this world for a long time and trying to dream of what it would be like to stand at a rail and I'm already, I'm sitting at a rail that's already 30 feet over the, off the ground. So if I fell over, I'd be in the hospital, you know, it's, it's, you're falling off a three-story building. So you're already, uh, you know, the railing's high enough. You're not going to uh, get injured. There's nothing unsafe about it, but you're, you're high enough that your brain is like, please be careful. Um, uh, so there's no, you know, need to suspend disbelief there at all. And then you, you lean over the rail with this iPad and you look down and what you see, because this is all complete AR, like it's just so smooth. Everywhere you look with the iPad, you're seeing that same depth perception that you would if, if it was all real. And you, you lean over the rail and look down and, and you realize for the first time how steep you have to look down to see down, you know, half a mile. You, you think you're going to look down at this angle and see the bottom, but it's like, no, you have to just keep, keep, keep leaning over because 
you're, you'll, you'll just be seeing the far wall, you know, uh, clip down into your vision. And it's not until you lean all the way over and your brain's already telling you you should be leaning over this rail that you see how far down it is that you realize this world that you've been writing in. And you've been trying to, you've been trying to write scenes where people are scared of going over the rail and writing scenes where people are being thrown over the rail or jumping, you know, falling over the rail or jumping off and committing suicide. And I didn't do it justice. Like I, my, I'd never been in a situation where I could fully emulate what, what these people were feeling or, or seeing and seeing it for the first time, just in that limited bit of uh, computer graphics um, was uh, really, really humbling and, and uh, mind breaking in a way. So to answer your question, uh, yeah, there's going to be some CGI, but it's going to be an extension of a very practical set. So the, uh, there's not going to be characters, at, um, well, you know, there's, there's no uh, aliens or anything like that. It's not a spoiler. It was read the book. This is a very human and very earth grounded, uh, literally story. Um, so no one's going to be interacting with a puppet or blue screen or someone in a green outfit that's not there, but they're also not going to be interacting with things on a blue screen that aren't there. They're going to be interacting with the real world that might be extended and expanded with the blue screen. And I do not think you will see the seam uh, and I, I, it's probably gonna look like the whole thing's practical because the practical set's so large that it's gonna go beyond the point of where detail would fall out anyway. I mean, the, the biggest set on, there's two sets that are just like absolutely monstrous. Um, uh, you know, like the, the, the size of, uh, that would swallow most, uh, you know, McMansions uh, in, in the suburbs and, uh, I was blown away that they actually built these things. Wow. What is the, uh, what are the hour, the, the hours of principal shooting? Like, are, are there, is there a certain time schedule they have to keep on? Um, do they shut the set down at a certain time or how's that work? Yeah, I think, I think I've been shooting like, uh, 8am to five or so, um, without, uh, without any breaks, really. They're just, um, uh, because you know, uh, whenever there's whenever there are actors on the set, you're getting material, and whenever you need to change cameras, people can take a break. But you're just like um, everyone gets breaks when they're not having to do anything. The guys who lay down dolly tracks are taking a break, kind of while they're shooting or doing something else that's that's uh, that's needed. And uh, when you know the tracks need to be moved and everything has to be shifted around. Those people work while the actors have nothing to do and they're taking a break, but people are just going at it. It's just a bunch of professionals who all know the role. Um, it, it's such a ballet. To, I've, I've never seen this many moving pieces on a set before where you just have people queuing extras to uh, leave at the right time. So they're just in the background. It's inconsequential things that when you see it on camera, it makes it feel alive, but um so many moving parts and everyone is uh, just communicating so well and getting along so great. It's just a lot of, uh, a lot of good cheer and good feelings on set. Um, I haven't been on enough sets to know if that's the norm or not, but <laughs> people just seem like happy to be here and working on this, uh, working on the show. I would have to, I would have to think you're, you're making friends for life right now. 
they're my friends for life. I hope I'm not getting on anyone's nerves, but I, I hope I'm not <laughs> bothering people by being there. Um, I do feel uh, um, a lot of pressure, like just not to be in the way and, and not to have my presence be uh, intolerable to people. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm making, uh, I, I, just, I just talk to everybody. Like I just go where, where they're not filming and find the guys who are working construction and, and painting and ask them about like, what do they think about all this? And, um, maybe the most surprising thing to me is, uh, um, usually people, uh, well, this is, this is what I've been told in the past. And, and people have been reminding me on this show too, is that people make these shows without really reading the source material. Right. Uh, and it's even kind of frowned upon, like they say, if it's an adaptation, like don't read the book, you can read the scripts if you want. So you know what, what you're building for, what we're working towards, but the book and the scripts don't agree. And, uh, even the, um, the production heads uh, are kind of like encouraged not to read the book, but uh, unless they were involved in the pre-production and the planning for all this, but now that we have the scripts written, like stick to that. Don't get confused because of uh, the places they disagree. And um, one of the uh, production heads today um, uh, stopped me as I was leaving and said, like, I, uh, I've never seen on a set so many people like reading the book before is wild. He's like, there's, um, there's carpenters and construction guys and painters who, you know, one friend, he knows, he's like, he just doesn't read. And he's like read all three books. <laughs> and, and he's like, I, it is just so sincere. I'm like, almost like shocked. Didn't know. He almost didn't tell me at first, like, uh, we'd said goodbye and, and, uh, we were walking out and he copied me. I was like, just wanted you to know, like, I, I don't know what's going on, but like everyone on set's reading this book. And what's weird is it, it's, it's the same thing that I heard from some publishers when we were uh, putting wool out in other countries. And I heard in several countries where they, they're usually trying to like force people to read this book uh, ahead of publication. And I've heard people at other public houses say like, yeah, we, we people are fighting over the, um, the proof copies and like half the people in the marketing department have read it for some reason. And I know it's not, uh, that great of a book compared to so much other stuff out there that gets published. It's not one of my favorite books. Uh, well, I've got plenty of, plenty of books that I recommend before I recommend this one, but for some reason, something's happened on this set where um, similar to what's happened at some of these public houses, houses where people who aren't supposed to be reading it and don't need to be reading it are reading it. Matter of fact, I, after you said that, I realized that a lot of the people i talked to have told me when they've, uh, realize, um, you know, that I'm the, the idiot who wrote the book that's making them get up and go to work every day. A lot of them, you know, say like, yeah, I read it. Like really liked it. I don't normally like do this. And so all these moments started coming back to me. But one day I was walking by a, a group of extras and I was just talk, chatting them up and asking how their, uh, how their experience was going so far. And uh, a bunch of them said that they were in the middle of reading it and they have no need or, business like picking this book up but but yet they are and hopefully um it's it's i don't care about that as far as um uh like book sales or you know the virality or any of that stuff but what i but i do care about is that it means that there's a lot of people working on this who seem to be passionate about this project and don't see it just as another job and uh i think i'm seeing the results of that on the set just feels like some magic is happening there. Yeah. That's amazing. How long are you going to be there for, on this stint? 
Uh, I've got to go back Monday, go back to the States. And then uh, I've got some other travels and um, uh, things that I have to do coming up. Uh, and I've got, you know, a lot of writing to do, so I can't be here and be distracted the whole time. I got to get back to work. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not sure uh, when I'll be back over. Uh, these guys are lucky that I'm not like, uh, you know, Airbnb a Local. place for the next yeah. six months and just like, uh, or, you know, just rolling out a cot on the, uh, on the set somewhere. Uh, Cause I'd love to be here every day. Um, and, and it's also fun too, just having like some input and seeing some things that we can tweak and work on. And I've, uh, you know, um, haven't had to say much, but the couple of times I've just had an idea. It's been fun to see people run with it and, and it help out in some way. Um, so I, I don't think I'm totally useless on set, but I do want to stay away just to let these guys get as much done as they can and keep me from just standing around with, you know, my jaw uh, <laughs> slack for, for months on end. I wouldn't get anything done if I was here. Too yeah, long. for sure. That's excellent, man. That's a great update. A anything else, uh, anything else you want to mention before we wrap up for this one? Uh, man, I feel like I have, have so much to say. You've done a good job of not getting anything like, uh, out of me that I think I'd get in trouble for. Um, well, I think since the last time we talked, we've had one more casting announcement, and that is that we got uh, Common um, uh, uh, on the show, which we've known for a while, but um, they're just nice. kind of releasing. Yeah, the, the, uh, and he's uh, playing a really, really cool role. So he's got a lot, lot of scenes to chew on, and um, really excited about that. So the, the, the cast is ridiculous and uh, we're just going to keep, keep announcing people as, uh, as we can. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I just can't believe like we're, we're far along, far enough along now that I know it's just going to um, get made and, and, and wrap and we're going to get to watch this on TV and I'm just going to try to enjoy every day because um, there's a part of me that's just so impatient to see this thing come out, but uh, a lot of good stuff's going to happen between now and then. So concentrate on those things and just let this unroll. And um, as I learn more and, and uh, have more to uh, update, we can get together and chat more. Thanks for listening to this episode of Writers Inc. Access the show notes and leave a comment at writersincpodcast.com.